The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Nate McMillan makes national news. Bronze 38 birthday and the Hawks have lost three straight. We'll talk about it right here, right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Let's go. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror, no, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And that journey has been very much like a soap opera this year. <laughs> it's like these are the days of our lives, the young and the restless. I was going to do some type of soap opera thing with the title, but nah. But uh, welcome into the podcast, folks. It's your man, E-Dub. Um, talking Atlanta Hawks basketball and more, I guess I need to say. Um, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's just take off the gloves and get into it. First things first. Um, we invite you to connect with us on our social media platforms. We want to hear from you. We want to... Uh, connect with you. So if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow us at HawksBeat. That is our handle for Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can find our Facebook page as well. Uh, just search HawksBeat and you'll find us. Click us, give us a, a like or a follow and you'll be connected with us. So we'd be appreciative of that. Also, we would love for you to connect with us on uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Um, we know that the majority of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts, and we that is one of our favorite platforms. So, hey, while you're over there, go ahead and give us a subscription. And if you got two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Let us know what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. Just make sure you give us five five stars. <laughs> I was about to say five mics. <laughs> like this is Source Magazine in 1996. Get out of here. All right. So uh, here's how we're going to break down today's show. 
Um, Hawks lose against the Lakers tonight. Uh, 130 to 121, I believe was the final score. Uh, it was a lot of purple and gold in the building. It looked like an Omega Sci-Fi convention. It looked like a conclave. <laughs> Shout out to the Q's. Uh, got much love for the Q's, man. My uncle uh, was a member of that prestigious fraternity. And uh, I always uh, will have love for the Q's. And, uh, yeah, so shout out to them. But, yeah, man, it was a lot of purple and gold out that night, and they was loud. Uh, we know that tonight was LeBron James' 38th birthday. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, he made it one to remember. Uh, your boy dropped 47 points, 11 assists, I mean, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. And um, that wasn't even really the main story, the main story. Um, Nate McMillan was in the news before the game, about 45 minutes before tip. Uh, there was a report from Shams Sharania of The Athletic saying that there is a source that says Nate McMillan was close to or have had thoughts of retiring, well, not retiring, resigning from being the head coach for the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm going to deal with that on the second part of the show. And we'll just jump right in and talk a little bit about the game. But the game, we're going to breeze through this because it's really a tale of two halves. And by two halves, I mean the first quarter and then the the second, third, and fourth quarter being the second part. Because the Hawks played defense for about a quarter. And then they didn't. They did not. Uh, They gave up 39 points in the second 36 points in the third and 32 points in the fourth quarter to a team that is not very good at playing basketball like this team. Yes, they have LeBron James and they have Russell Westbrook, but like this is not a very good team. There is no way you should be giving up 130 points to this team. I don't care if Clint Capella is not playing. I don't care if DeAndre Hunter is not playing. And both of those guys were not. This was bad. Like, this was just like, you're not playing no defense at all. You're not playing no defense, and you're not getting any stops, and you're just trying to outgun them, and that is a problem. Um, Before the game, LeBron's warming up, and it is, if you have not seen LeBron James play in person, you need to put that on your bucket list, and you need to do that because the boy is bad. The boy is bad. He's warming up, and I'm, I'm talking to my guy, Brian Harper, 680 a fan um, and does, you know, several other things in media. And, he, and we're talking about it for the game and we're sitting there courtside and watching this specimen of a man, LeBron James, warm up. And he's like, what you think he goes for now? I was like, I don't know, man, maybe 25, 30. I don't know. I said, I do know this, though. Hawks don't have a single player on this roster that can guard him if DeAndre Hunter's not going to play. I said, they don't have anybody that can guard him. I said, when you have DeAndre Hunter, he's probably the best guy that's going to be able to put a body on him he's, as far as size-wise. Because if you try to guard him with John Collins or Big, he's going to take him on the perimeter and he's going to dribble around him. If you put somebody small on him like a bogey or DeJounte Murray, he's going to put him on the block. And by George, don't you know that's what he did? All night long. Nate McMillan said, we, we put a big on him, and he went to the perimeter, and we put a small on him. He went down into the box, just like I said he would. Just like I, just, just like I said he would. Um, 
But outside of that, man, it, it, the numbers, they don't look good. They don't look good. They don't look good at all. I mean, after the Hawks won that first quarter, it was all downhill from there. I mean, and this is no disrespect to Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant is the starting center for the L.A. Lakers. And he had 19 points and 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds. No disrespect to Thomas Bryant, but Thomas Bryant averages 11 points and 6 rebounds a game. Let me say that again. Thomas Bryant averages 11 points and 6 rebounds a game. But he came into your house, dropped 19 points, and grabbed 17 rebounds like he was Shaquille O'Neal. That can't happen. I don't care if Clint is there or not. Like, nah, that can't happen, man. That can't happen. So, um, this game pretty much came down to one team had LeBron James and one team didn't. And it was pretty obvious which team did it. Um, and see, that's why I'm very careful to give people the label of star and superstar and things like that. Because what you saw from tonight from, from LeBron James is a superstar performance. And there's no shade saying that your best player is not a superstar. And I'll just say this, and I'll be let me be clear. Trey Young is not a superstar. Trey Young is a star. He's a star. He's an all-star. He's a star. But he's not a superstar. I would venture to say that there's five superstars in this league playing presently. LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, and maybe Nikolai Jokic. Those are the five superstars in this league, period. No, I mean, everybody else, no disrespect, is a star. Like Trey Young, he's a star. Damian Lillard, he's a star. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys, everyone else is a star. But superstars, bruh, that's what you saw tonight. LeBron James is a superstar. He's a superstar. Um, you threw John Collins at him tonight. John Collins got into foul trouble. You threw some, uh, who else was guarding him? Jalen Johnson. You threw some Jalen Johnson at him. He had his way with Jalen Johnson. DeJounte Murray, I mean, Bogan Bogdanovich, like everyone had a chance at him and nobody could do anything with him at all. Nobody. They had 101 possessions tonight. They took 101 shots, scored 121 points, but they gave up 130. You're not going to win ball games. You're not going to win ball games like that. You know, we talked about it last podcast. Like, you don't have the option to have guys out like you have guys out and it's just like you're not gonna win ball games you're a playing team you're a playing team until you get these bodies back until you get these bodies back you're a playing team and the unfortunate part is when you get the bodies back folks are gonna expect you to win because you got the bodies back but the guys ain't played together they have not had the rotation that they thought that they were gonna have but for maybe one game, maybe a half before DeAndre Hunter got re-injured and Clint got re-injured, like, that's a problem. That's a problem. So, um, yeah, so 
the story of this game is two things. LeBron James just went nuts. He went nuts. And the Hawks didn't have, a, have an alternative for him. And the Hawks didn't play no defense. Because here's the thing. LeBron James has been playing good all season. He's been playing good all season. However, this Lakers team is not very good. So other teams have figured out how to let LeBron get his and and, and squash everybody else. And, hey, LeBron's going to get his, but we can't let Thomas Bryant look like Wilt Chamberlain out there. And tonight he looked like Wilt Chamberlain against the Atlanta Hawks, and that's a problem. The Lakers were 14 and 21 going into this game. 14 and 21. They were the Hawks were seven point favorites going into this game, and that's with Clint Capella out and with DeAndre Hunter out. They were six. I think it was six and a half or seven point favorite. One of those two. Could have won this game. You could have won this game. What I see is a. There's a problem, guys. And there's a problem that is within that locker room, and I'm going to tell you what it is. But first, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to let them pay some bills, let my commercials get in here. Then we're going to get down to the brass tacks, all right? We're going to get down to it. I'm going to keep it a little bit longer tonight, but trust me, what I have to say is something that you're going to want to hear, all right? You listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. Stick around. We need to have a family meeting. We'll be right back. It's the Hogspeed Podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, folks, we are back. Welcome to the Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, Ida, talking a little Atlanta Hawks basketball. And it's time to get down to the meat, of the, the meat and potatoes of the podcast. So, um, going into the game tonight... Um, at about 5.30, again, Shams drops the um, a tweet that says, Nate McMillan is considering resigning. That, 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 the headline of the piece was, Hawks coach Nate McMillan considers resigning. And, of course, that just sent everything into a stir, right? And so this is like 45 minutes before Nate's pregame availability. I'm like, yo, and so it's really crazy. So let me just read what the article says about Nate McMillan. It says, in the midst of a disappointing campaign, the Hawks head coach Nate McMillan has strongly considered resigning from his position. League sources with knowledge of the situation who are not not authorized to speak publicly, publicly on the matter tell The Athletic. Pretty much they have a source within the Hawks. That says, Nate has said, you know what? I'm thinking about giving this shit up. Basically. And, uh, you know, of course the source isn't going to reveal themselves. And that's why there's sources. I will say this. Um, after the report, um, Hawk CEO Steve Cooney went on to 929FM and was like, yo, it's Shams reporting. It's terrible reporting. They're not saying anything. It's a non-story. Right, said it's a non-story. Nate's media availability was about 5.45. And let's do this. I don't want to talk for Nate. I'm going to play you what Nate said at the meeting because we got that. I got that content for you. I got that audio. So let me play that audio for you, and we'll kind of dissect what's going on with Nate, what he said. All right? So let me grab that audio real quick, and I'm going to play it up for you. I'm ready. That article briefly. Uh, I've never spoke to that reporter before. Um, I think the last two weeks, he's written a couple articles with some sources in our organization uh, that are making some comments about me and some things that I'm saying and doing. Um, look, at the end of the year, I'll do as I, I've always done. At the end of the season, I talk with my family and, uh, you know, see if I still have that faint, that flame, um, that fire to continue next season. But that's the end of the season. Um, all of us think about retiring. Um, <laughs> but that's at the end of the season. You know, so I, we're going to move on past that, that story. Uh, you know, we have a race uh, to prepare for, uh, we try to get our guys healthy and, uh, you know, make them make another run at the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, the, the things that were reported, um, look, I'm here to coach this team. And, uh, you know, I've talked to Tony, uh, many times and, uh, you know, our goal is to make the playoffs. And that's what I'm working towards. So, one thing you did not hear in this 
first initial soundbite is Nate unequivocally denying the report. He said, I did not speak to the writer. And he said, I usually make that decision at the end of the year. I spoke to Tony. We're trying to make the playoffs. He never said that the report was false or erroneous. For my money, and knowing that the type of journalist that Sham Sharania is, I wouldn't think that he is going to put something out there just for kicks and giggles. There is something there, right? And we all know there's something there. We know that there is tension in this locker room. And they're trying their best to keep it together. But as much as they try, bits and pieces are bubbling out. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And ladies and gentlemen, we have smoke in the Hawks organization. There's smoke there. It's so obvious to see. Now, whether whether Nate is is going to or thinking about resigning, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the report. I wholeheartedly believe in it. But that's kind of taking it with a grain of salt. Do I think he's going to retire or, or resign? I don't foresee it in the near future. Even the report said, even if you go back to the article, the article even said toward the end of the article. Yeah, here it goes. It said report also said it is not likely that he resigns anytime soon. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> right? Like, you're going to start the whole article. You're going to base the whole article on him thinking he's about to resign. Of course, he's probably thinking he's going to resign because he's tired of dealing with these prima donnas. He's tired of dealing with these young boys that he cannot relate to. Every one of us has had a job that we don't thought about walking out of. So, in the grand, in the grand scheme of things... Knowing that Nate has thought about like walking away from this, like, yeah, I get it. I probably would have walked away from it too. It's hard to understand these new ball players. And he said that he's having difficulty understanding these players because they're different. Not saying that either one is right or wrong, but they're a little different. So, again, he never unequivocally said that the report was was false. He never categor- categorically denied it. And so my thinking is this. All three things can be true. The report can be true. The fact that he never spoke to Shams can be true. And the fact that he normally makes a year assessment at the end of the basketball season can be true as well. You want my thoughts? I think that at the end of this year, if he makes it to the end, he won't be back. He won't be back. Now, whether Tony fires him or he resigns, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. But either way, Nate's not going to be back next year. He's not going to be back. I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in saying that. And that's if he makes it through this year. That's just how I see it. There are so many things that you can. And it's like you don't even have to be like super duper plugged in. Case in point. Let me play another soundbite for you. This is after tonight's game. Talking about how your coach and your point guard are just on two different levels. And I'm going to show you why and how they're on two different levels. 
by playing you this soundbite. This first soundbite is Nate McMillan after the game talking about uh, some of the. Well, I'll let you hear. Here's Nate McMillan after tonight's game. We have a center at times, a big guarding uh, LeBron. So if you got one big out on the perimeter, uh, you're pretty small for us uh, without Clint and DeAndre in the game. So of course you you want to uh, be better on the boards, but I mean LeBron is bigger than every guy we had tonight. <laughs> he's, he's the four. You know, so uh, you know we had Oyeka and uh, and uh, John and Jalen. You know, trying to uh, stay in front of him while boxing out Brian, uh, who did a good job of placing himself under the basket. Uh, so when we were rotating, normally it was a smaller down there picking him up, and uh, he took advantage. Of so that was Nate after the game talking about why the rebounding numbers were the way they were, in which Atlanta got I rebounded just tremendously. They got pulverized on the glass and he was saying that when LeBron was out on the wing you know a big had to go out there and get him which only left another big out there to rebound and they're 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 missing bodies and it makes it tough right and so the whole the whole time he's talking about defensive strategy if you listen to the pot if you listen to Nate's post-game press conferences if you listen to his post-game press conferences, he's always talking defense. He's always saying, hey, we didn't establish our defense. Defense, defense, defense. He's all about defense. Everyone knows, like, that's how he gets down. That's his stilo. He's always talking about the defense, right? Let me play another clip for you. Let me just play another clip for you. This is another post-game clip, and this is from Trey Young. Uh, what do you kind of think caused uh, the fast break points for the Lakers? What I just said, you're shooting a lot of jump shots, but you got to give them credit. They were packing the paint. I mean, they are forcing us to, to shoot jump shots. I mean, we just got to be better at making shots. I mean, I got to be better. Um, I mean, it starts with me. I got to be better at making shots for my teammates. So they were forcing us to take shots. It's not necessarily us settling, it's taking what the defense is giving us. So sometimes, I mean, when you do that and you're not making shots, it's leading to their hands. So, um, I mean, I. I wish I could have knocked down some more shots to, to kind of spread their defense out. That's what forces it. I mean, that's what forces that to do. So, um, I mean, that's why we love having Bogey back. I mean, his ability to spread the floor for us creates gaps. And, um, so, we just got to knock down some more shots. And I think that you did a good job of forcing us to, to shoot jump shots. Let me stop you there, buddy. He said, we just got to knock down more shots. We just got to knock down more shots. The whole press and, and the whole press availability. And I asked Trey a question earlier about just like, yo, like, what do we see? You know what I'm saying? And he he gave me kind of this diatribe about, uh, you know, LeBron and just doing. Uh, he was just conducting the way he was conducting. Give credit to LeBron and this, that, and the other. Folks get so upset at Nate McMillan not taking any culpability. They get so upset. Always oh, not taking. He's not taking any, you know. Uh, blame for some things that he's done, this, that, and the other. Let me say this. Your point guard does the exact same thing. He talks about what he wants to talk about. He doesn't answer the questions fully. And he says that we got to make more shots. There is a fundamental difference from when Nate is speaking and when Trey is speaking. 
And my point in playing both of those sound clips was to show you that Nate McMillan is saying one thing and Trey is saying another. Nate McMillan is always focused on the defense. Trey Young is always focused on the offense. And that's fine if you're playing NBA 2K in a video game. Folks, it doesn't work like that. If you want to be a championship basketball team, it needs to be about defense. Period. Making more shots will not get you a championship. It won't get you to a championship. You got to make shots. Yeah, that's part of the game. But if you don't dig in defensively, if you don't sign, if you don't decide from a team standpoint that as a team, we're going to dig in and be nasty defensively, stay your butt in the play in game because that's where you headed. That's where you headed. So it's not just we got to make more shots. We got to dig in defensively. Case in point, last season, the top two teams that were defensive rating, for, for defensive rating, the last two teams, the, the top two teams, I'm sorry, that were rated the highest for defensive ratings were the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Now, let me ask you a question. Which two teams played in the NBA Finals last year? (gasps) You're right. It was the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. The two best teams in regards to defensive rating. The Milwaukee Bucks, when they won their championship, I believe they were ranked 8th or ninth in defensive rating. They were a top 10 team when def- with defensive rating it's got to be about defense number 11 and i understand you do so much offensively that people give you a slide on the defense but listen if you want to win championships and it's not saying that i mean listen trey's never going to be an all nba defensive team he's not he's not going to make that he's not going to be that guy but as a team Y'all got to get in and have some pride about yourself defensively. Because you about to go on this road trip. And this thing can go south really quick. And one thing that's not good is when your coach is saying one thing and your point guard who's saying another. After the game, we also spoke with Onyeka Kongu and uh, Terrence Moore. Shout out to Mr. Moore, uh, a, a journalist icon in this city. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Mr. Moore. Uh, he was just saying, I I, I, I think uh, somebody asked about how this team kind of just stays together, right? And he was like, you know, DeJounte. No, he asked, no, he asked specifically about DeJounte. He asked Onyeka about DeJounte. And he's talked about his leadership and say, you know, what kind of voice has he had? Is he the most vocal? And, and Onyeka, he, he, he rattled off some names. He's like, yeah, he was like, yeah, DeJounte's always vocal in the locker room. He said Justin is vocal. He says Bogey's vocal. John is vocal. He's like, yeah, those guys always have something to say. And one name that he did not name was number 11, Trey Young. And again, we've already established that Trey isn't necessarily the vocal leader on this team. And that's fine. That's fine. But with this thing, with your point guard, 
and your head coach seemingly not being on one accord, not being on the same page, and you have these voices that are leaders in this locker room, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen, and I don't know what, but something's boiling, and I'm telling you, they keep having these reports about their smoke and their smoke, and nobody wants to smash it and say, oh, it's not a story. Oh, Trey and Nate, it's a private matter. Let them be. Y'all trying to drum up stuff. Y'all trying to divide this team. Listen, these dudes just ain't reporting stuff just to report stuff. Like Sham Sharania doesn't need the clicks, bruh. He doesn't need the he doesn't need the views on on the athletic like he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to make up a story of gibberish. There is smoke there. There is smoke there. And that's not me saying that I think Nate is going to be out of here in, in a week or two. That's not me saying that. But there's smoke in that locker room and it's going to come out sooner or later. All right, so um, I always have you guys to be a part of the show. I'm not going to end this show without reading some fan feedback. So, again, if you're on Twitter, make sure you go by and follow at HawksBeat. That's our Twitter. After each game, I always ask you guys, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? So let me pull up my Twitter, and uh, let's see what we got going on. Let's see, let's see. Uh, Thrash J on Twitter said the disappointment of being an ATL sports fan is real, but like a dummy, I'm still here. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, man. I appreciate that. Um, let's see what else we got. My guy DJ Yogi says, um, let me pull it up again. There it goes. Um, he said, I had a feeling it was coming. He said, Hawks like being on the wrong side of history. I don't see the logic behind celebrating his birthday. I'm old school. Uh, yeah, he talked about uh, the Hawks acknowledged LeBron James' birthday. Uh, had a, just a picture on, on, on the board. They didn't have like a tribute or nothing. They were just like, yeah, you know, happy birthday. And like, that's it. You know, he gave it a little shout out to the crowd. And uh, that was it, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm kind of with him on that. Like, yo, man, like he ain't on the team, bro. Like, you ain't finna be getting wished happy birthday, <laughs> and then you gonna drop forty seven on us? Nah, bro, we not doing that. But it is what it is. Um, Joshua on um, Twitter said, "Glad LeBron got a W on his birthday." To be honest, the Hawks don't really deserve wins right now with the play and culture around the <laughs> around the organization. Okay. I get you, brother. Appreciate you for checking me out. Uh, Nate Blanchett on Twitter said, "I <laughs> he, he he had a gif, and it's this guy who says, I think I'll go jump off a cliff. <laughs> As always, man, I appreciate you guys checking in with me, um, tweeting the show, and uh, I appreciate it. I was trying to read as many as I can, but um, I think that's about it, man. So final takeaways, final takeaways. <sighs> LeBron is a superstar, y'all. Like, Bron is just a superstar. 38 years old. Uh, he's still probably my favorite player to watch. And I've I've seen everybody play. Like, he's a superstar. And there's not many of them. There's just not many of them. And he's one of them. And tonight he showed why he is a superstar. I think Trey Young has the ability and the talent to probably become a superstar one day, but he's not there yet. 
Takeaway number two, there's problems in the clubhouse. There's problems in this locker room. There's problems in this training facility. And it's it's evident. It's evident. Um, I think the story in totality isn't that big of a deal with Nate saying I'm considering resigning. I don't think that's a big of a deal. I think the bigger deal is this is just another story to show that there is not camaraderie in that locker room. And I wish that we had somebody that can go behind the curtain and tell us. But here's how sports work. Even if you don't tell us, it's going to come out. Mark my word, it's going to come out. So we might just have to wait and see. We'll might just have to wait and see. Um, I shared with you guys last uh, last podcast about the Hawks schedule coming up. From here, uh, they're going to start the new year on the road, and it's going to look pretty ugly. Monday, they are going to take on the Golden State Warriors. Wednesday, they take on the Sacramento Kings. Friday, they take on the L.A. Lakers. Sunday, they take on the Los Angeles Clippers. And then they fly back to uh, to Georgia only to take on the Milwaukee Bucks on that Wednesday. So, <sighs> tough road trip coming. And then at the end of that road trip, you got to play the Milwaukee Bucks. What bodies are going to be available? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I wish I did know. Hopefully, you can get Hunter and Clint back sooner than later because this isn't a team that can play well without bodies being, you know, indisposed. You got to have your bodies if they want to compete. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We got through it. We got through it, right? Um, Not sure what I'm going to do for the podcasting schedule as far as the West Coast games are concerned. All I know is this. Those games don't start till about 10, 1030 my time. So, I seriously doubt. That uh, I seriously doubt that I'm going to be podcasting at like 1 in the morning <laughs> after a 10.30 West Coast game. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll figure something out. Maybe we'll do like the day after or maybe I'll just do like a, a, I'll just wait a day or two after they get some games. I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out. Don't you worry. Hawks Beat will continue to cover this team throughout uh, the West Coast road trip. So, let's go ahead and put a bow on this thing. And uh, say it with me if you know if you know, if you know the slogan. You know what I'm saying? God is good all time, and all time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him, show him some love, because that is all he is showing you. L O V E love. We out. Peace. Happy New Year. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.